Coming to you live from Colorado Springs, Colorado. You are listening to the Paragon of Broadcasting Excellence, the Lanch Day Radio Network. This is a HealthCast week. We're at the Rise Convention, one of my favorite places to go, and I've kind of set up my own radio row. Anytime I come to Rise, the first person that I interview has to be Ryan Dotson. So Ryan Dotson is, he's the leadoff hitter. He's the, he's the Derek Jeter. He's the Ricky Henderson. He's the guy that gets on base and, and makes it easy for, for people such as myself to, to, to bat runs in. So it's, it's a pleasure and a privilege. I'm going to get right into it. You're going to hear some noise in the background. This is the first day of Rise, and, and some of the vendors that, that didn't get in here early, like myself, are still setting up. But I wanted to talk to Ryan because one of the big topics are the changes in CMS. And Ryan is really an expert in what's going on with CMS. I'm three years removed from this stuff. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm still in business three years later. When I, when I started Paragon 7 Studios, I was just like, hey, I'm going to do this for six months and, and just kind of, I'll find another job. I'll go back to, to one of the blues. I'll go to Cigna. I'll go to, to United. But three years later, I'm still here, man. I'm, I'm still doing this. I'm, I'm still in business. I haven't had my FCC license um, plugged for me yet. So I'm, I'm talking to Ryan Dotson, who is the founder or one of the founding fathers of, of New Vision, I believe Health Solutions. Is that right? Or is it New Vision Health Data Solutions? Healthcare Solutions. Healthcare Solutions. And Ryan has a uh, explicit background in, in coding and provider relationships. He's fantastic with value-based care. And just he's just an awesome guy, man, a cool guy, uh, loves sports. I'm surprised that you don't have your cowboy hat on. I'm a little bit disappointed because that's kind of your trademark. I know you've been getting Jen Kerfoot, who's going to do some co-hosting this week, and, and get some of the other um, – some of the other. I think, you, I think I saw you with Rex Wallace, and he was saying he might put a cowboy hat on, which I, I believe that when I see it. But, but Ryan Dodson, a friend of the show, what's going on, man? You look fantastic as, as always. It's great to be here talking to, to you at Rise 2013 National here in Colorado Springs. Man, that's great. I'm so glad you're still in this industry and helping a lot us of fun. bring it forward and, you know, give us a lot of feedback out there and you, right. you, you give us a, a voice to talk. I appreciate it, man. Tell us. So let's get to right to it. Tell us what's going on with the new CMS regulations. Remember, my audience isn't just healthcare executives. We have people that are just listening, driving on the Beltway, driving home from work in, in Atlanta, Seattle, some of our big markets. What are some of the the major changes that CMS has made to the model for Medicare Advantage and why are they impactful both for, for payers, people like yourself, vendors, but members ultimately who are the constituents and, and need to have a successful and integrative plans to, to live and prosper. Well, what CMS did was they took a rule from 2000 called the Principle 10 and they looked at things that were being coded and documented in fee-for-service versus Medicare Advantage. And then they decided to, to take some of those things out. And they dropped over 2,200 codes from the risk adjustment model. And they're huge things that were like, that are coded all the time. So like malnutrition carries a RAF score point four five five. Right. It's being dropped And that's a huge model. coefficient. So a typical RAF score, maybe point zero one point zero two. I mean, when you get into something that's 0 0.04, 0 0.05. Those are those are the major ones. Obviously, a member that that has a high risk score is going to need more care, and they're going to need more reimbursement from CMS to have care. Correct. So the whole model is to basically care for our members, 
keep them healthier and keep them out of the hospital. Right. Now they're cutting the information. And what CMS has said was, oh, we're giving you an increase. But everything I've looked at, all the data I've looked at, you're talking about drops between 20 and 30 percent in people's income and revenue from risk adjustment. And that's going to ultimately go down to the patient. So what are they going to do with right. the patient care? So kind of break that down. Now, I've been at plans that were really large. I've been at plans that only had 10,000 members. Typically, I say it as layman's terms, you're probably getting at a regular size plan, you're, you're bringing in somewhere between 50 and $100 million in, in risk adjustment income. So that's your in-home assessments. That's your, your retrospective coding. That's any initiatives that you have with your provider groups uh, to go out to reach out to members. Whatever you can do to, to manage care, really working with people that have chronic care issues, people that are at risk. If you lose, so if you're bringing in 100 M's from your risk adjustment shop and you go down to 70 million, how is that impactful to the health plan and how does that, how does that hit the members ultimately? Ultimately, it's going to be what um, benefits can be given to the member because the risk adjustment right. population is supposed to be to help give benefits. So that's what pays for your case management. Right. That's what pays for your chronic disease management. Those things are being paid for by a risk adjustment program, and then when you don't have them anymore, you don't have the revenue anymore, you can't put that out. Your MLR will be less. Right. So your MLR will be less. You And, and let's talk about the importance. I know that you're a coding specialist and really an operational leader and a thought leader on that side of healthcare, but what happens to a member if 30% of, their, of the revenue that their plan is using to, to create a benefit package that's competitive? What happens to the member? What benefits do they lose? Is it transportation benefits? Is it um, some companies do food delivery services? What are some of the benefits that are at risk for a member if the, the risk score drops significantly? I think ultimately the plan has to look at and see where have they spent money on and what, where they can cut without making right. that much dramatic on the impact on the patient. Right. So I think that you know the transportation. So they're gonna fire all the executives basically. They're gonna start firing yeah. people like me. Which is why I'm not in business anymore. So you can't mm-hmm. fire me. I've already been fired enough times that I can't be fired anymore. You you can't fire someone who, right. who loves their own business. But that's gotta that's gotta scare people and concern people because. When you lose 20%, 30%, you have to make cuts. You can't make most of those cuts at the member level because if you do, you put yourself in a position where the member could go to, to a different plan, it has a star, higher star rating, there, there's going to be dissatisfaction, the cap scores are going to suffer. What would you advise for, for culture? I mean, I love one of the things I love about you, Ryan, is your positive attitude, man. You're always positive. You're always ready to work. You're always looking for answers. You know, you're not someone that says, hey, we have 11 problems we need to fix. You say that here are 11 problems and here are 11 answers. Let's work together. Let's roll our sleeves up and make it happen. But talk about the culture, because I know that you consult for, for a lot of health plans, a lot of, a lot of ACOs. Talk about the culture. People are concerned with this RAF issue and, and funding. And, and what do you do if you're, if you're at a plan, you're executive or you're director or you're, you're in a position of leadership? What do you do? How do you stay calm? Because well, STARS is changing, too. So you have this just we're just talking about risk adjustment. But then you have changes in STARS. You know, the, the waiting for caps went up to 4X. It's going back down to 2X. So you, some people completely change their structure on, on how they do quality and stars around the old waiting system that's going to be grandfathered out at the end of this year. What do you do if you're at a health plan? How do you keep your sanity? The first thing I say is remember that there was just an advance notice. That's true. So until I April, keep saying that, right? It's not locked in. Until April, we won't know the true be- right. impact. 
I personally think that CMS is going to phase it in like they did before. Right. So do a phase in like they did Raps EDPS into getting in, into 100%. Right. Um, I mean, the open comment. Which was longer for Raps ended. and EDPS than anticipated. You know, it took an extra couple of years to get it done. The open comment just ended on the 3rd where people can submit comments. And I heard that CMS got a lot of comments, a lot of pushback sure. from this. So we will see what they decide to do ultimately, and we'll know in April. But you need to plan like all this is going to go through right. and then be able to take it back and right. move things back. But ultimately, you need to plan that this is eventually going to happen in the next four years. So you need to start planning. You need to start running leaner. Mm. You need to start looking at areas that you can cut out basically the fat right. and, and run leaner and still give your members a positive outcome and good customer service. Customer service is the biggest thing. Yeah. If you give that to them, your members are going to be happy. Now let's talk about running leaner. How does New Vision Healthcare Solutions, how do you help, whether it's payers, provider groups, ACOs, DCEs, people that want to take risk, how do you help streamline operations and, and be a, a solution, not a problem? Well, we work more on the ground level. So we go out and we review charts and then we show providers. To the provider can, groups. You mm-hmm. work directly with providers. Right? Where, where they can improve their documentation. And then we go back and train the provider on what we found in their chart. That way they can improve their documentation. And like I knew something like this eventually was going to happen. Right. So when I educate physicians, I tell them they shouldn't look and see who the payer is. It shouldn't matter if it's fee-for-service, commercial, or Medicare Advantage. That's true. You should document what the patient has no matter what. And then we train the, the billing staff. Because what I've seen over the 15 years I've been doing this is that the billing staff is not submitting all the codes. So therefore, CMS doesn't... Now, why is that? Is that because of the the way that the EMR is set up? Is that because you have something that's truncating codes? Is that lack of education? What what is usually the crux of that issue? Because I used to see that a lot when I was on the, the payer side, and I go and evaluate a provider group. I'm like, well, you should have had nine DXs on this member. I only see four. I only see six. What happened to the other three? I think it's more of an education piece and mm. going out. And then some of these groups, especially some of the doctors who are independent doctors, it might be a more of a technical technical issue because mm. I went into one group and they're like, our system won't let us submit more than four. And I'm like, you can submit up to 12 and then right. open and submit more after that. That's very frustrating. I said, but what is your system doing? So we right. actually looked at it and overhauled their system so they could submit all the correct codes. Okay. No, awesome stuff. Tell us a little bit more about New Vision Healthcare. What, what are some of the other things that you're, you're working on? What are you working on personally? Once again, it's always great to see you look fantastic. Uh, what, what are you planning to get out of this rise session here in Colorado Springs? Networking. My That's big right. thing is networking because, like, all my business that I've worked with usually comes from working You haven't taken me out to dinner yet, man. We're going we're gonna to have to do that. I mean, I got to... It's all networking. Maybe I'll hit you up at, at Rise West since that's your stomping grounds in, be, Texas. I want, in Texas. I want a big uh, porterhouse steak. Oh, I got you uh, on that. Medium well. That's, that's, that's what I want. I, I want a chance to go out to Texas and, and get a nice steak. I love, I love eating the local cuisine when I'm at a site doing a taping. I don't know what's popular here in Colorado. So I don't, I don't know what I was trying to. We were at a restaurant last night. I was trying to figure out what's the, what's the local cuisine, what's popping out here. And no one could really give me a, a straight answer. But, but I know in Texas they've had, they have fantastic food, right. uh, fantastic food in Texas. Well, it's so great to see you, Ryan, man. I, I just always appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you personally. You've been very supportive in, in this movement and, and what I'm doing. Uh, you've, you've always come on the show. You, you give fantastic interviews. And if someone wants to reach out to, to Ryan Dodson, to New Vision Healthcare Solutions, how, how do we find you? You can just go to our website, newvisionhealthcaresolutions.com. 
and you can do contact us and it'll send me an email. And you're what, the chief operations officer? Yes. Or? Okay. Chief operations officer, okay. co-founder. And what states are, are you guys in? I know that you I know that you started in California, I believe, but what states? Are you just West Coast, west of the Mississippi for the most part, or are you all over the country? I work all over the country. All so right. I've worked in Florida, North Carolina, Texas, Oklahoma, right. Rhode Island, you know, Kansas is calling me right now. Okay. So a lot in California because the California is ahead of the curve on risk adjustment. They are, and they, they do a lot of, they have a lot of uh, capitated relationships and value-based care as well. So I think there's a lot of skin in the game for the providers right. out in California. Ryan Dodson of New Vision Healthcare Solutions, a, a good friend and colleague of mine. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, sir. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. you're a business owner in the DMV and looking to expand your consumer base, Ward 8 is now accepting applications for an amazing retail project. Incubate the 8 will feature 10,000 square feet of retail space adjacent to the Congress Heights Metro Station and located next to several key entertainment venues in Washington, D.C. To apply, go to www.stelizabetheast.com and peruse the many development initiatives taking place in the Congress Heights neighborhood. James Lewis. I seen iced tea and cocoa, man. I love iced tea. I've been looking at iced tea since six in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big fan of iced tea. I seen him in the airport with his girl. He's like, Mike, we need to do a movie together. I said, all right. But in my mind, I said, man, they only give you two lines on Law and Order. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. He leaned over a dead body the other night and said, yep, that's him. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.